My name is Arthur Smith. Of all the things you can do in the world, there's only really one that is definitely worth it all the time, and that's to listen to the Promoter Mouths podcast with Kai and Pablo, which is surely the greatest event in the history of mankind. Here we go for episode number 14 of the Promoter Mouse podcast. Hello, Pablo. Hello, Kai. How are you doing? How was your week? Not too bad, thanks. Wow, that's a good start. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Straight in there, no messing. How was my week? You can probably tell from my voice a little bit that um, I was a little under the weather at the start of the week. I had a bit of a chesty cough. I didn't realise. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. I, don't, I didn't make a big deal out of it. Actually, I, I, no, you, you haven't mentioned it. You, you do look a bit peaky now, you said. I, yeah, but I won't make a big deal out of it. I'll just broadcast it like, to, yeah. to, to all our listeners. Um, yeah. I think it's because um, uh, I went to London last Tuesday, and I'm, I'm pretty sure. Or, or it might be because I, I did some teaching in uh, Great Yarmouth. Library. Yeah, you'll probably pick something up there. Uh, well, it, well, yeah. This is what I'm saying. I don't know if you've ever been to Great Yarmouth Library, but it is not really a library anymore. It's it? just full of people going to citizens' advice, getting um, help with their paperwork for um, all sorts of um, yeah, so, uh, all sounds... sorts of help, and and it's 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 a crisis centre. Yeah, it doesn't sound as glamorous as your week before, to be fair. No, it's true. <laughs> Not yeah. exactly living the dream, though, are one, you? Yeah, one minute at the comedy store, the next, sitting at a table, catching germs in a library. With people who are just, just there to keep warm and stay out of mischief. It's absolutely that. And it's during the day, so it's the people who can't actually hold down a proper job. Yeah, uh, I would I would agree with that, too. Yeah, yeah There's yeah. just loads of people in there um, printing stuff off, uh, and then not being able to pay for it, and the and it was quite. Uh, I wouldn't say it's quite funny. It's quite sad, really, that they they've got to pay twenty p to print something off. But what they're trying to print off is just like a couple of lines on a on a from a website or something like that. Uh. And it's kind of like well, you you could either take a photo of it on your phone, maybe if you need it, or just remember it. Occasionally, I print off an email, and it prints off an extra page. And the only thing on that other page was. Think before you print. That, that is, so it, it warns you not to print something off yeah. necessarily, yeah. and it prints off a whole extra page in telling you that. Yeah, yeah. And they treat this. Oh, what a world we live in. They treat the people who work at the library terribly. You know, they've got no manners. It's almost like they're there and you have to serve us. And it's not like that. It used to be where you used to go and be quiet and get some books out, wasn't it? My lasting memories of libraries as a kid was shitting it. Because I, I, my books were always overdue; they were never on time, mm. and, and you'd, you'd, you sometimes got a fine. I remember, but not always. Depending on how nice the librarian was, yeah, who, who stamped your books back in. So I once, just, I once racked up such a high level of fine that they stopped lending me books. Yeah, yeah, that could happen. It was about yeah. it was about seven quid. 
My word. Mm. <laughs> Sidewatering guy. <laughs> exactly. And then I was at another library. I don't know what's happened to libraries, but then I was at another library teaching in Pouringland. And suddenly at four o'clock, it just filled up with kids running around screaming and playing hide and seek. That's yeah. not that's not what I remember libraries being like. They used to be quiet places yeah. for reflection and reading yeah. and gentle yeah. poetry. If you're a first-time listener to this pod, what do you think you'd be making of this so far? You're thinking, what the hell's going on? This chat about libraries. Well, you say that now, like almost like you're embarrassed, but you asked me how my week was. Yeah, no, I didn't. And actually, on reflection, it's been brilliant. I've been to some fantastic libraries and realised just what a state the nation's in. Yeah. I haven't been to a library in ages. Uh, Yeah. Probably Norwich Library about ten years ago. The Pouringland one, I found a um, audio book, and I opened it up. It was like in a little sort of case, and there were about twenty-eight cassette tapes in it. Right. Yeah. Of what? Who? Well, that was the audio book. Oh right. Twenty-eight C ninety cassettes, all stacked up. Do people still have cassette players? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Wow. Yeah, probably. Probably do, don't they? You see them at car boot sales, don't you? Like cassettes and CDs and stuff. Well, if who's, you, who's buying them? If you do see one, get a head cleaner. That's what I remember. It's probably going to need the head cleaning. It's taking me back to a um, part of my brain that died because it was not necessary. Um, I think I've ruined more cassette players in my time just by trying to clean the head with a cotton bud <laughs> and some water. <laughs> For the love of sweet Jesus, ask me how my week went. <laughs> how, how was your week? Fuck me. Better than yours by the sounds of it. <laughs> Jesus, Kai. Whoa, whoa. You're almost, you're almost apologetic uh, to, to the listener, but um, this is what we do. Yeah, well, perhaps we shouldn't. Anyway, anyway, the first thing I put, I, I actually made some notes to jog my memory about what we I put down on here one thing I've been doing this week and you're going to have to tell me if you do this as well I've been having imaginary arguments with people that don't exist about things that didn't happen (laughs) you think my week was fucking (laughs) mental (laughs) great no so it it struck me because do you do this Do, do you do it I think you might need to elaborate. Right, you find yourself just daydreaming and then imagining imagining a situation with somebody that doesn't actually exist and, you know, it's all in the imagination and you end up having this really upsetting episode which you play through in your mind and it leaves you for momentarily a little bit sort of cold, uh, a little bit traumatised. Then you go, oh, well, actually it didn't happen, I just imagined that. Did, do, you not, do you not do that? I can safely say that I don't do that, and I think I, I think you might need help. I, I, I had a feeling you might sort of take this route. Um, I, I did a little bit of re- research before actually putting this down as a subject, and I asked three people in, in succession, do they do it? And they all went, yeah, I do, come to think of it. I do that. It is a thing. People do it. And then I Googled it to see if I just make sure, like, a, what, I wasn't mental. What and B, you, the two people that I asked, three people that I asked, that they weren't mental as well. What do you I Google? Was, what do you Google? I, I, well, I think I Googled um, 
having imaginary arguments with people that don't exist about things that didn't happen. Where did it lead you for the advice? Um, uh, it basically, I don't know, well, Google, it just, I didn't really, mental but, health but, websites. <laughs> some secure unit somewhere, just saying, yeah, this no, happens no, it's a very, lot. It does happen a lot. It's very common. Uh, people do it. People yeah. run things through in their, in their minds. And, uh, There's probably groups for this on Facebook, and they're all the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm probably revealing too much about my sort of inner character, but... <laughs> It's definitely a thing. I guarantee you, right, there were people listening to this going, I fucking do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Imaginary arguments with people that don't exist. About about, yeah, about things that didn't happen. About things that didn't happen. Give me an example. Um, I might imagine having a traffic altercation and then and I play out in my mind how the argument would go and whether or not it would end in violence or not. <laughs> and I'd feel really wronged. I'd be like, how, how, how can somebody have the bare-faced cheat to do that? And, like, you know, cut me up or, or um, yeah, or whatever. And and then I had to sort of wind my neck back in. To see if it leads to criminal charges and stuff like that. Yeah, but, no, but after, after I thought, run it through in my mind, you can sort of take a deep breath and go, well, that didn't actually happen. Okay. And, and then you can relax again and go, oh, that's all right, it didn't happen. Wow. It's- <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, you're right. People are going to uh, learn quite a lot about Pablo on this one. It's a. Uh, yeah. I mean, we learned about your gambling habit before, and now, now this. Hey, Mrs. Pablo's a gambler. I didn't know this. I came came home from work. I think Jan was on. She's like lying on a sofa. The horse racing was on. And she's got a phone out. Oh. So you you put bets on. And she said, yeah, yeah. Cheltenham's a good one for that. It yeah, is, yeah, yeah. but. Cheltenham, the Grand National. We've been together nearly 10 years. I've never caught a bloody watching the horse racing and putting bets on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll leave that one down to your... uh, Yeah, down to... You can sort out between you. It's so refreshing. I mean, she's she's not big on vices as Mrs. Pablo, so sort of seeing her, you know, venture towards the dark side a little bit. What else is she hiding from you? That's probably quite, you know... I I, I don't know, was it? Yeah, maybe... <laughs> Find when, out. Yeah, I'm, I'm all, your, all your lives ahead of you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the there beauty of a marriage and a relationship. You, you think you know somebody, and then you go crikey, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's happened today. I thought well, I knew you, and now you're having imaginary arguments with people that don't exist. Come on, you must do it. Happen. You must do it, Kai. Um, not to my knowledge, but that's not to say it doesn't happen. It'll happen, and then you go. I did it. I did Ah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I just had an imaginary argument about something that didn't happen with a person that didn't exist. Yeah. Just listen to yourself, mate. Mate, honestly. I'm quite pleased that I don't have that. Can can the listeners please back me up? Send us a note and uh, and let us us know know, whether or not I'm going mental or not. So you could be sat on the back of a bus and in your mind... You're just punching the shit out of a man that's just got on because oh. he took a while finding his pass and he's making you late in your mind. Yeah, yeah, could be. <laughs> and, and and the bloke didn't actually get on. This I could imagine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. how it would pan out. I'd be thinking, if somebody got on the bus now and held everybody up and be, was really annoying, I would have to deal with it in this kind of way. I wouldn't like that. And then I'd be sat there sort of, Coughing out of the mouth, being really angry about something that didn't happen, and then I'm sorry, mate. This is not normal. 
And if anybody listening would like to send help um, or um, or any websites. Validation. Where, get in touch and agree with us. I think we might get more people sending website addresses where you might be able to seek help. I think you'll be surprised. What you need to do is pop along to Great Yarmouth uh, Library <laughs> on a on a yeah. on a Monday or Tuesday when I'm there. Yeah. I can I can point you in the direction of people. Uh, I wouldn't want to. I'd have of to get, a like mind. I'd have to get the bus there, and it's this bloke that comes on, slows everything down. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. When was the last time you actually got on the bus? Me. Yeah. Recently. I rarely do it. Mind you, I did get the bus into sort of Norwich. I was a bus person, you see. My dad was a bus driver. So I had a bus pass. Right. Um, which was a family bus pass that he got through the company. And it was meant to expire when I was 16. Yeah. Uh, but I doctored it and used it till I was about 21. Oh, Because <laughs> yeah, I looked yeah. a bit younger. Yeah, yeah. You look um, young for your age. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all right. Did, did, did your father, did he encounter the twirlies? As a bus driver. What's the twirlies? Well, there was a bus driver I used to know when I lived in South London. And I was chatting to him as he was driving along. And there was a load of old ladies uh, at the bus stop. And he said to me, look, here's a a bunch of twirlies. I said, why do you call them twirlies? He said, you watch this, he said, right? And, And he opened the doors and they all shouted... Too early, driver. Too early. Right? So, <laughs> basically, they're not allowed to use their passes until after nine o'clock. Okay. Yeah, so if the bus comes, the first thing they say is too early, but they're called twirlies. twirlies. Oh, yeah, nice. so, so the old ladies uh, and the pensioners, they're, I'll ask they're, him that. They're, they're twirlies. They used to be lovely. He used to uh, he used to drive by uh, when he was on the it was Badger Line in Bristol, and occasionally he used to drive past the house where, near, near where we live. So I used to jump on the bus and sit up the front. That was uh, my dad driving. Intended to drive. No, yeah. He used to take me back to the bus station. We used to go in the in the uh, you know the the back back rooms in the in the canteen and what have you. Oh, yeah. You felt like you know. Did he pretend to drive the bus? Um, I probably got a picture of me sat at the wheel. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. can't can't do that these days. It was using your imagination. That was all right, was it? Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't arguing with yeah. passengers that didn't exist about things that didn't happen. There you was. Let's tell everybody what's going on. Let's do that. Here we go. Two rival comedy promoters happen to live in the same sleepy town in Norfolk. Rather than be at each other's throats, competing for t- territory like crap Colombian cartel leaders, we are joined together with the joint aim of banging on about the UK comedy scene through the lens of also living in an idyllic English market town. Well, uh, what I liked about that was the strength in your voice. It was really quite powerful, but um, there were a few hesitational... I, I was weighing in at the, at the beginning, and I, and I felt as though I had to really compensate... At the end. Yeah, there was a little splutter in the middle as well. It was a bit like there was a little, you know, a little blockage in the how, fuel line. How good do you reckon Arthur would be able to read that? I mean, he's the master, isn't he? He is. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I, I, do you think I missed a trick there? I reckon he did. We could have had that. Who's coming to town in June the third? Ah, uh, yeah. If we get Arthur to read that, Arthur. That. Yeah, Arthur Smith. We've had such a great response from your wonderful interview. And your voiceover at the beginning. And we're wondering, would you read this out, please? Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 
you, you could um, go to his, uh, what do you call it? What's the service where you pay somebody, is it 30 quid or something, and they say happy birthday oh, to you? Cameo. Or, uh, cameo, yeah. You, you could get him to read this out on Cameo. I wonder if he does many cameos. I think had. he does. Does he? Yeah. Some people who are, are just nobodies have made money out of doing that, haven't they? All he needs is a few influence. We could do it, Kai. There's a bloke who dresses up and acts like a, a Mr. Bean. He's making, he's getting minted just through doing well, TikToks just, and voiceovers. Pretending to be Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> is it you? It's not me. No, it's not. He looks a bit like him. Did this actually happen? Or are you imagining? No, <laughs> this definitely happened. Yeah, right. And I'm not, and yeah, there's no argument to be had here. Here's one. It's not on any particular section, but I just wondered. I wondered what you thought of it and what the listeners would think of it. If we had sponsors, who would be a good sponsor for... Uh, what demographic would benefit from us sponsoring them? Or, or what, what brand would would most benefit? Do you want to, do you want to rephrase that so it, it all joins up? What brand would benefit the most from having... Uh, uh, yeah, a, what, sponsoring us. Yes. Yeah, because just now you said us sponsoring them. And I, Did I? Yeah, that didn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, you, you were right about the coffee. I had too much. <laughs> here, we, here we go. <laughs> Only synapses are sort of firing in the wrong yeah. order. Yeah, so, so what brand would benefit most from uh, sponsoring us? Mm. On, on the pod, and and, uh, and, I, and what I'm essentially asking you to do as well is second guess our demographic, yeah, our demographic appeal. Let's put it that way. I think um, maybe a local sponsor. That would be good. Yeah, that would be nice. I, I don't know. Maybe we've we've said some good things about some uh, businesses along the way, haven't we? Yeah, we have. And when we've had bad things, we've really skirted around it and I, sometimes deleted it. I certainly think the Raj could probably benefit because we've said some good things about them. Del Raj in Loddon, yeah, they could do. And I've had a takeaway since we talked about it, so it's working. Yeah, They've got one do. customer already. That's a pretty good hit rate. Have they? Well, from, from Yeah, me. You, but you would have been a customer anyway, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I went because we were talking about curries. Uh, yeah, similarly... Loden kebab and pizza because after last week's uh, episode, I went and had a kebab. It put you in the mood. Yeah, you were yeah. talking about your big island kebab. By the way, yeah, that massive kebab you had in Manchester, yeah, a thing of beauty. It was, and then I put a picture of it on the. Well, you you know you put a Google image image search of it. It wasn't far off though, was it? Yours just had a bit of salad. Well, mine looked more like a road accident than the one that you found. <laughs> so Thing of Beauty was a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I think even Toby Foster wrote underneath it, Jesus, <laughs> when we put that up. Yeah, well, he was like, so you, yeah. Oh, that was a, so that was a Jesus. Yeah, I reckon so. Not, not a Jesus. No, it was, it was, well, you know, it was like, Jesus. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, it was... Behold. Toby, if you're listening, could you clarify what the tone was of your Jesus? Because I thought it was like, fuck me, what the hell is that? I, I, I choose to construe it as a, um, a just pure exaltation at the sight of it. And somebody, uh, I think um, Steve, our Patreon pie, yeah. um, he 
Yeah, um, he rightly said that that looks like um, a certain medical condition waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, do, he's, he's got no room to talk. To I've got do with the colon. So Steve, Steve Felton Pye, um, I met up with him during the week. Um, and this another benefit of the pod, it's linking me with people that I was less, that I'm currently less in contact than what I ought to be. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I it's not, nice. They don't need to go out with us anymore. Uh, people they just listen, listen to us. But yeah, yeah. We, they've had enough of us by the time the end of the pod's around. They're like, we've had our fix. Yeah. But anyway, I met up with him, and it was nice to sort of meet up with him. I don't meet up with all the patrons, that's not a benefit, but, you know, it might be, depending on who you are, if you exist and you're not in my imagination. Um, hang on, uh, anybody who wishes to be a patron, we will meet you at some point. Kai will meet you, definitely. Depends where you are and how weird you are. But anyway, yeah, but be a patron, anyway. Um, I had a good catch-up with him, but he sent me a WhatsApp last night uh, of his KFC... Um, what from Gillingham KFC? Maybe I don't know. He's not. He lives in Norwich, but he paid thirty quid for this box of KFC, and it looked absolute fucking carnage. Okay, it was all over the place, and he was like really upset about it. So I don't know if he complained or not, but um, yeah, I mean he's got no room to talk about my dietary bloody habits. I think KFC he's... is one of the most inconsistent fast food eateries going. Yeah, would I mean, you agree? I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, he does. Sometimes it probably hits the spot, doesn't it? Other times it's just greasy cack, cack. and sometimes you'll go and it'll be like order, and they'll say, "Oh, it's going to be twenty minutes," and you're like, "What? What, what, what are you doing? What's what's that all about? Yeah, you know, how yeah. long? How long does it actually take?" And the one down the road, in you call it Gillingham, don't you? Yeah, uh, I pronounce it Gillingham. Okay, uh, uh, the one there, it's never open. No. In, in fact, famously, um, it was renamed, wasn't it, on one of the groups as AFC, Always Fucking Closed. Closed. Yeah, yes. that was about that, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. one of my favourite things. So, yeah, we, we perhaps won't get them to sponsor us. No, we won't get KFC to sponsor us. Uh, but certainly a fast food restaurant. Greg's. Ooh. I reckon Greg's would, you know, if you're out there... What is our demographic? Is it a, a, a an affluent middle class Bit both in it, I reckon. What do you think so? Yeah. You think there are affluent middle class people listening to this? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, there are. I tell you what, I've noticed a couple of random people just calling me Pablo. <laughs> yeah. And I just fucking shit myself. Oh, God, you listen, don't you? Oh, God. <laughs> hey, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> you forget. Yeah. Buenos dias. If you want to see me go a bit of a funny colour and you see me in, in, in normal life, not like, you know, not imaginary life, um, just call me Pablo, and I'll go, oh, fucking hell, you listen. Now, you've also put, as a fantasy sponsor, Brewdog, perhaps. Is that because we've had a couple of cans on the... Yeah, I'll on a f- Friday night, and I now, tend to bring one along, don't I? Now we're going and doing it with video as well. And I don't know if anyone saw the little clip I put up. We've got a YouTube channel now, The Promoter Mouse on YouTube, uh, which we're going to start putting things on. It's a bit empty at the moment, but now what, what I do is, when I'm editing it, if we're talking about something, like the Raj, or like... Uh, your kebab um, we put a picture up on the wall behind us um, and so it's quite that could be quite a powerful sponsorship medium yeah it could be right yeah, there yeah, yeah yeah you know put a can of brew dog on and we're talking we're having a little supper brew dog on camera yeah it, yeah basically send us free brew dog that would be good anything you want featured on the promoter mouths <laughs> that's why we're the promoter mouths we'll promote the shit out of whatever you want to send us for free 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's do that. And then if it gets more popular, we might even charge you for that as well. Tenner. Tenner pants. <laughs> I reckon... Well, I don't want any, but I reckon I, I reckon a lot of our demographic would benefit from them. Is that for when they piss themselves laughing? Oh, you know, certain yeah. things that we've said. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, definitely some of them are a bit sort of slacker downstairs than they should be. You can tell by their age. Yeah, I wonder how Arthur I could tell would feel. by the, the age of people calling me Pablo this week. How would Arthur feel about that being associated with tenor? Um, I reckon he'd do the advert if they paid him sufficiently well. <laughs> tenor lady. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on to praise B. This is where we give thanks to people that have made our week better, or um, or whatever, really. Yeah, let's do that. Um, Who would you like to thank? First up for me would be Jeff Whiting for... Um, oh, him again? Yeah, him again. He I mean, featured heavily in the last pod. It, it, he did, and he... and yeah. Uh, what are you thanking him for now? Anybody? People are going to think that, um, you know, we've we've got a new sponsor. Uh, well, we might as well have. I mean, there's a lot of people listened specifically because he was on. Okay. I, I do believe that to be the case. Can you imagine the, the, the promoter mouse being sponsored by Mirth Control Comedy? I think he'd probably like that. <laughs> I think he'd like that, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. and when it's sort of sponsored by uh, WCB and Shaft of Wit, isn't it? Sort well, it, it is, yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Um, yeah. There would be no clash of interest there, would there? <laughs> well, 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 actually, we've. Uh, this is a promoters, comedy promoters podcast, and Jeff is a comedy promoter. A um, couple of things happened on the back of... Uh, after last week's episode, are probably worthy of note. One is uh, I discovered that Murph Control had a gig where I've got a gig, so there was a potential clash. We talked it through. We come up with a compromise, and um, and yeah, we sort of realised we're no big threat to each other. But um, really, without talking to him, though. I might have been sat here sort of grumbling a little bit, going, what are you fucking doing there? You know what I mean? Well, but didn't we talk about this a long time ago? We, we, we thought did. it was an imaginary gig. We, yeah, yeah, you do do it, see? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we did. We thought it was... An, it turned out it wasn't an imaginary gig. It was just a, it was, it's just uh, on the outskirts, isn't it, of Woodbridge? Yeah, more Malsham, really, and it's a, it's a lower-key gig. But he... he um, yeah, we talked it through, established that it wasn't a threat to each other. I said I didn't mind giving your gig a bit of a name-check. You can... If you want, you can give us a bunch of flyers, and vice versa. And he said, "Yeah, let's 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 do that." So, what are you thanking him for? For, a, for his first place of go to was uh, cooperation, rather than rather than the other thing. And the other thing to say as well, you and I had a conversation about a gig that you've got coming up uh, that you were looking to sort of create, and I was feeling a bit territorial because it was sort of within what I would see as the bounds of my territory, uh, yours being uh, a ten, ten minute drive from um, from my gig, and we, we, we came up with a good solution and a good compromise, didn't we? I think so, yeah. I think it can work, and I think if you're helping to promote each other's gigs in some form or other, you start to spread the love. I think there is enough space there. I mean, one's a theatre, one's a pub, and uh, I think one would be quite self-contained. Um, they seem quite confident at the pub in uh, Halesworth that it would be mostly people attached to the pub to start with. There'll be, there'll be a crossover, but if we can create more audience between us than what there was to start with, with the two gigs and have them going back and forth, 
there'll be a synergy involved. Yeah, and I think right. I think what I do quite well is build communities of people who don't get access to comedy very often and find that they really enjoy it and then probably go and seek out other comedy nights as a result or at least they're not nervous about going to a comedy night as they might have been before yeah. and I think that works quite well and that, that could work very well in this instance as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we, we've sort of agreed that we would cross-promote and uh, give benefits to one audience that they can take to the other gig and that would work quite well. Lovely. Yep. It's all good. Yeah. It's good fun, isn't it? Comedy promoting. Are you yeah, enjoying it more now than you were before? Is uh, it more enjoyable? Uh, or is it still as stressful? It has its moments and it has its peaks on both ends. How's your How's your week panned out in terms of the old Sean Walsh, Paul Sinha um, yeah, well, switch over? Yeah, yeah. So, so for, for, for the listener who might not be aware, I had Sean Walsh supposed to be headlining on 28th of April. Um, he couldn't do it because of telecommitments and switched over to Paul Sinha, gave all the audience members the op- the opportunity to sort of bail out within a week's window. And a lot did. A lot did bail out. But the gig is still more than viable. Good. Um, actually, quite lucrative still. Still in the lucrative stage. So I'm really pleased about it. And there's a good month left to go. Um, so, yeah, in the end, turned in a, a threat into an opportunity, which is, I think, oh, you've got to deal with these things. So, so far, so good. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Paul would be great. Yeah, he'd be fantastic. Gordy, the flat earther, is on the list here. Yeah. What, what about him? I wanted to th- Are you thanking him? I'm thanking him for getting back in touch. Good old Gordy. He he listened to the episode subsequent to the episode where you called flat earthers attention seeking twats. And uh, did I did I apologise for that? Uh, you talked round it a bit, but I, I apologised for you. I think. But then didn't you say, yeah, it's a load of bollocks at the end? I don't know, I can agree it's a load of bollocks, but without it being without being disrespectful for, to people who think it's a load of bollocks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to people who don't think it's a load of bollocks, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is what you didn't do. You, uh, you, you called him an attention-seeking twat. Yeah, yeah, I did. But he, he got in touch to, to thank us, and I would just like to... Thank Gordy, the flat earther. He sent me a link in an in an email. I don't. I haven't clicked on the link. Well, I lo- it, it looks a bit dodgy. That link. I don't want to be sort of. Well, I don't think it looks dodgy. But if if um, with due respect, if you're going to oh, educate on. me, I'm, no one ever said anything respectful after saying the words <laughs> with due respect. But go on, carry on. Okay, with with due respect. <laughs> Uh, hang on, let me get this out with due respect. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, with due respect, <laughs> Gordy. Um, <laughs> the link that was sent to educate me was a Wikipedia link. Now I don't know. As an educator, um, when kids come to sort of do their research projects and things like that on any subject. Um, if they just come back with Wikipedia, I'm usually a bit disappointed. Purely because that's such a one-hit, easy target, isn't it? Just yeah. Wikipedia it. And we all know that that's not always entirely true, what's on Wikipedia. It is likely to have been written purely by somebody who supports the theory that the Earth is flat. Mm. Um, you can go on anywhere. Like when 
Um, when someone does something naughty, you can go on and tamper with their Wikipedia page, can't you? Yeah. You can actually, anybody can. Yeah, it'll just say citation needed. Yeah. And then you can write any old bollocks. I'll tell you, with, you know, just, just to balance out, we will have a look at the Wikipedia link that was sent and just see how many citations are needed. Oh, all right. Yeah. Wikipedia, good source of knowledge, but I came across another one during the week, which was the Google's new um, competitor to chat GPT, which is the oh, yes. the language uh, Bard. A- AI thing. Yeah, and, and I... We asked it about the uh, Promote and Bounce podcast, and it came back with a really scarily bloody... Well, let's let's very quickly, because you sent it to me. I did, yeah. Um, these AI things are phenomenal, and I think they're going to change the way kids write their essays, for starters. I don't know. It's a minefield. When, when kids used to send me their work, if I thought, well, that doesn't sound like your sort of writing, yeah. I would instantly just grab four or five words pop it into Google, Google, and then next to it I'd write the website address and then send it back to the kid just so they knew that I was onto them. But this is something else. You know, if you take a line out of this, it doesn't appear anywhere on the internet. Uh, somebody said there is a way of lecturers and tutors uh, checking if it's AI. Um, but usually it's if you've got, you know, if the kid's a bit thick and they've written something that amounts to a dissertation by some great scholar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you know that's not their work. I noticed, um, I noticed that on, whilst you're looking for that, I, I noticed on Facebook, when, when you're reading, when, when you, you've got a Facebook friend who isn't that articulate with the written word and you see something, you think, actually, this is a bit, this this seems a bit, they're doing a good job here. But then um, you scroll straight to the bottom and it'll say, uh, yeah, copy and paste if you agree. Yeah, yeah. Done it again. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I asked it, amongst other things, I, I asked it about WCB comedy, Shaft of Wit comedy. I asked it how you would start off a comedy night. Read the one out about the Promoter Mouths podcast because I was astounded. Uh, give me a minute. So much so that I'm going to nick it and stick it on our our page. What is the Promoter Mouse podcast all about? The Promoter Mouse podcast is a comedy podcast hosted by Kai Barron and Paul Don. Needs to be Pablo Donaldo or something because for, for legal purposes. Yeah, the the podcast is about the UK comedy scene, and the two hosts discuss their experiences as comedy promoters. They also interview other comedians and people involved in the comedy industry. The Promoter Mouse podcast is a great resource for anyone interested in the UK comedy scene. The hosts are knowledgeable and passionate about comedy, and they provide a unique perspective on the industry. This is an AI. Nobody, no human being has ever written that for anything, ever. And it just clawed it from wherever yeah, yeah. and came up with it. The podcast is also a lot of fun to listen to and the hosts have a great sense of humour. Oh, that's beautiful. If you're interested in comedy or if you're thinking about starting a career in comedy, the Promoter Mouse podcast is definitely worth checking out. Now, you would think that was something written by two podcast makers... You would, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to kind of pitch maybe um, a sponsorship deal with Greg's or something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was AI. That is Google's artificial intelligence. It didn't mention anything about the uh, the local bits we do, but uh, I went. Uh, but that's the only thing you don't oh, mention. Shit, then don't bother using yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Tell but, it. 
Um, but I, I went on to try and access it, and I'm, I've been put in a waiting list. Yeah, well, so we, was I. What happens is you, you get an email, and then you click on a link in an email, then you can use it. Can you use it just for a certain amount, certain amount of time, or is, are you a member then? Are you now? I don't know. I think I'll, it's probably as they expand their servers. I, I spent about half an hour pissing about on it, and I haven't been back to it since. Do you think Check. it's just an office full of um, uh, people writing this up? No. <laughs> they read. <laughs> <laughs> they do a bit of research. What is it all about? No, I don't think it is. No, it's, it's crazy, isn't I it? Mean, I mean, chat GPT is, is as good. It's yeah. the same. Um, um, I've been scary. on the chat GPT one and asked it to write write a joke or something and they do these yeah. these long-winded kind of uh, yeah elaborate yeah. stories which have a very weak sort of punchline but they, they they're, they're stories nonetheless humorous stories you, you, you can ask it to do it in a, in a certain style as well so so you could say tell me about X Y and Z in the style of wow and, and, and pick a I don't know say you know in, in in the writing style of Charles Bukowski, in the speaking I mean, style uh, of Mike Tyson, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, it'd be very good. <laughs> Superb. <laughs> Let's have a look now at the comedy rumours forward slash shit housery. What's all that about? Ah, well, that's, that was nicely read. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, we we've got a few things on here. I sent you this one, didn't I? Yeah, the the, the 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 latest industry tits tits up tits sold tits uppery. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, comedy rumours forward slash tits uppery. Yeah. Um, where I sent you a thing which I'd noticed, um, and this is common knowledge among particularly comedy comedians and people in the industry in the north. R O F L, ruffle, ruffle, the um, comedy brand uh, which has several established venues, um, has been evicted from its premises in Derby, not paying its bills, apparently, um, allegedly, and not paying its acts either, allegedly. But there are some acts that have been willingly continuing to work for this brand as well. But what I noticed when I went on there was, although it said all the shows, forthcoming shows, have no tickets available, they were still selling annual passes, annual season tickets um, for that venue, and you can use it in the other venues. I guess that's the justification for it. But I wouldn't be buying an annual pass to a club that's been shut down, would you? It, dep- it depends where you are. I was in different geographical places. Mm. I looked at it. I don't think there's a massive amount of shit houseery there. To be honest, on that one, um, they basically offer a season ticket for the shows. Like a you, you buy one. Pay one price and you go to all the shows. I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, hear a lot from um, from acts that haven't been paid and are not going to get paid from this one. But it suggests was it a franchise of sorts? I don't know. Are they being run independently and yet under the same brand? We should have done more research. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> should have. Yeah. Well, what, what, we what, one there. observation I did make is, and it's similar to the to, to the the other one that went a bit tits up a few weeks ago. Uh, it's when you've got a premises. And, well, I think he was just renting a, a room above a pub, wasn't he? Yeah, but if you, but even then, you're paying for it all week, aren't you? Rather than maybe, yeah, yeah. So if you're paying for it all week, and and know. it was quite sad to see a van parked outside loading its chairs into the back. Uh, well, that's you not know. good. That's it's not, it's not a good sign, is it? Yeah. Um, let's hope they pull it round, get everybody paid, and you know, it, it's difficult times, though, Kai. I mean. Adam, there were some people completely smashing it, 
good luck to you if you're doing that. But there are other people trying to sell uh, comedy nights where people can't actually afford them because, you know, this just in, there's a cost-of-living crisis. Mm. So, so not always is comedy the top of people's priorities. Yeah, there's a cost-of-living crisis, so not everybody can afford comedy nights, so inevitably some of these operators are going to struggle, aren't they? I must admit, I thought I'd be struggling a lot more than what I am, and I'm not really such, such something that's wood. Yeah, but, well, uh, n- none of that was wood that you touched there. No. There is no wood in this house. That looks like wood. No, that, I, think, that, I think that's laminate. Um, so is that, that's Ikea. No, that's not. That's a bit of ply. That's for you bastard. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> right. Superstitions. <laughs> Let's move on to t- touching wood, superstitions, and such on. I think I have a lot of superstitions. Here, do you? Yeah. Hang on a minute. I'm, I'm quite rational about okay. most stuff, but if I see one magpie, it'll put me in a bit of a mood. I have to find the second one. Oh. It's weird, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Black cats crossing your path? Don't bother about that. Don't mind. I don't know. Walking don't... under ladders? Well, well, that's just common sense, isn't it? Because you get a pot of paint fall on your head or... Uh, it's a, never happened to or, me. Or a workman. Yeah, but statistically, you're more likely to have a pot of paint fall on your head if you're under a ladder. So that's probably why it's bad luck. Okay. It makes absolute sense to me that. That's just, you know, stay the fuck away from ladders. Yeah, well, let's move on. Yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day about on the buses, and on the buses at the time, I had a scene in there where a 50-year-old bus driver um, looking at schoolgirls getting changed and going, whoa, I think it was on the buses. On the buses, yeah. Yeah, going, whoa, look at that, schoolgirls getting changed. So so for what was passing off as as bawdy humour at the time, was actually paedophilia. It was full of it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the yeah. buses is probably not going to get rescheduled for it's still distribution on. anytime no, soon. No, no, you can still watch it on a Saturday afternoon. It'll come on one of the smaller channels. And it'll have a disclaimer at the beginning saying the the, the um, attitudes and humour or whatever it is, is it, is representative of the time and doesn't reflect the channel's views or something like that. It'll say. Something popped up on my TikTok recently. I think I sent it to you and it was a, uh, a not a public service announcement, but it was uh, probably shown in schools and it was Rolf Harris yeah, talking to a group of school children about good touching and bad touching. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it didn't age, did it? Hiding in plain sight. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's one of those, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, yeah wow. we'll put that one up onto the uh, Facebook page, Promoter yeah. Mouths Facebook page. Uh, have a look. It's astounding what comes back up from the dredges of, of pre-recorded material. I bought a Rolf Harris book from a car boot. Uh, I think it was called something like Monstrous Behaviour or something like that about <laughs> animals and a picture of his face on. And I thought, I've got to buy that. I've just got to buy it. I just want it on my shelf with the other books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take a picture of it later if I remember. I know you, you can have a look. And yeah. just before all that kicked off with him, you know, when he was uh, when he was outed like that, um, his art was selling for thousands. He was he yeah. was becoming quite a popular artist. So you can you know you could buy an original Rolf Harris painting on sometimes on eBay or from auction houses and they'd go for like six, seven, eight grand upwards. Yeah. And then all of that went off. Yeah. And he, you he, he was in away. Southwold, wasn't he? Was not, he? Not knocking out the paintings. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then once all that kicks off, they were like 300 quid. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd want it now for a different reason, wouldn't you? And on the on the subject, like criminal of, art, when they sort of do sculptures out of their own feces and stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> dirty protest. Yeah, <laughs> Rolf's dirty protest. On the subject of nonces, Gary Glitter was released from prison and subsequently sent straight back again, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he was accessing the dark web. Was he? He wasn't actually accessing. He was asking how to access it, wasn't he? Oh, was he? Yeah, had yeah. enough. Yeah, okay. Uh, apparently, the bloke just thinks he could do what he likes. Well, he's, just, he's just one of those guys. No, he's he's a sick man, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. So yeah, if you were thinking of uh, booking him for a, I've seen know, a him. tribute evening. I've been to see Gary Glitter. Uh, it was a really good night in the nineties. He got big, sort of long, uh, sort of foam finger, big hand finger. That said leader on it, and you're there going, leader, leader, leader. Brilliant night. Yeah. But yeah, we, you know, we weren't, we weren't to know things we were going to go where they went to. Uh, repeatedly. Repeatedly, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Right, let's move away from noncery. I've put fantasy comedy agencies. Because I, I messaged you the other day. I was just sort of toying around looking for acts and, and seeing who's out there. And I stumbled across an agency and I thought, well, this looks good. Yeah. Really nice website. Yeah, yeah. Some really good names on it. And I, I immediately just sort of pinged it across to you because I was looking at it and thinking, well, this might be useful for, uh, for Pablo to have a look at as well. And then on closer inspection, it wasn't really what it was all. It, it was basically, to be. it had as many contacts as you and I had. Directly. Well, they had more and some really good names. Yeah, know. but we could easily have those names. We could set up a website well, with the same names on and then just be another middleman in the process of getting somebody Well, booked. this is it. So if I had phoned that agent, and I guess this goes on. I mean, I'm not naive to it or, or completely stupid. It must go on all the time. But this was a blatant rip-off of a... a, a a respectable agency, let's say. Because you, you could book Jason Manford. You could book... Jim, did he have Jimmy Carr on there? I'm, I'm yeah. Anyway, sure. loads and loads of names, and I just said, you know, and some of them are, are people we could contact direct, as I said. Um, but all that's going to happen is you're going to ask them if you can get hold of them. The likelihood is most of them they won't be able to get hold of anyway for any dates that you've got. Um, but they're just going to go to the the same the argent, actual agent the actual that we would agent. have to go to anyway. Exactly, yeah, and then charge yeah. us. Whatever they want to put on top, depending yeah, exactly on what that. our budget is. Yeah, exactly that. Which I just think is is bullshit, really. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a minefield. I, I, I come across these before when I first started booking, and I think, and I knew in my gut there's something a bit wrong about it. Because, like, you, the way to find a real agent is go to the actual acts website, and they'll have a contact page, yeah. and then they'll have an email address of the agency who's actually booking for them. You're going to save yourself a wedge and some time as well, because you know you, you put the middleman in, and it must go on all the time. And I guess the acts don't mind, because ultimately they get a job out of it. It's, it's another another avenue for work, isn't it? But I could set a website up and just wait, and you know calls might come in. Um, yeah. yeah, but... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not happy about it. I'm, I've got a bit of a phobia for agents, anyway. At the best of times. Yeah, me too. Especially yeah. when you've got quite a few contacts in your bag. But sometimes you've got to. You, you've got to go and use them. Um, yeah. So piss off those guys. I'm not interested. Um, although, I wonder how they, how much work they get. Probably a fair bit. Maybe yeah. cutting out the likes of us, I reckon. On that subject, though, as well, um, on a different edge of the scale, there was a a well-known brand of. Comedy clubs, which shut down once upon a time, 
uh, Jonglers, yes, reinvented itself, yes, um, and I went onto their website looking, and it said we, you know, pretty much says we can get you in touch with any of these acts, and it is just a list of almost every act in the country, yeah, yeah, yeah. a drop down menu. And I was going through the list, just having a little scan down, and then picked up on about half a dozen of them who were dead, <laughs> dead, dead comedians. <laughs> They're not updated. So I fancied phoning them up and just said, look, I've got this uh, comedy night. It's called Dead Famous. Uh, oh, no, Dead Funny. Uh, that was what I was going to do. And I'd like um, you to um, get me these acts and just give them the acts and then, you know, let them go and have a look. I think you should do it, Kai. Seriously. I think you should do it and record it for the pod. <laughs> Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's. So, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a comedy night called Dead Funny. Yeah, um, and I'd like these acts, and it was it was some of, some of the acts I knew quite well, um, and 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 they were saying that they could still get hold of them. They just hadn't updated. They're still on there, some of them as well. Yeah, right, right. Well, speaking of uh, older older acts, I can come on to a phen- phenomena. Don't say it. Phenomena do, 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 yeah, do, do, that do. is annoying. So so like, oh, you said it. Yeah. So no, what phenomena? Back, back do, 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 do. Um, and I, I've, I've put this down as really needy old comics. Okay. Right? And the phenomena is... Do, 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 do. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> it shouldn't have even... Would you have done that if I hadn't reminded you? Yes. Yeah, you probably would. <laughs> right. I, I've noticed this thing that happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well let, let, let's say, right, you, you've got... In today's comedy world, the way you promote yourself uh, predominantly or l- largely is is through reels and short video clips. So there's a lot of comics doing really well out of this. So uh, famously, Troy Hawk, uh, video clips of him greeting people in and out of pl- places. Uh, you've got Mark Simmons doing one-liner clips and, uh, uh, the, you know, they're going viral. Um, and, you know, if you get a good viral clip, you get some really good... You, you, you can really sort of create a decent profile around yourself. I sent you a clip, didn't I? You, you sent me a couple of clips and there's, you know, it sort of falls into the category if we shouldn't name if... if there's a, there's t- a very well-respected... Famous comedian with lots of TV credits. Who were calling Terry Herpes. And he's doing visual gags. With props. And they sort of leave it a little bit cold. Uh, and you're thinking, crikey, he's definitely thinking, I need to keep up with the young'uns and, and force out these. Yeah. And there's other ones of, of uh, other very prominent comedians doing silly dances. Just sort of, just, just... <laughs> And then you look at it, you think, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. Uh, uh, and because they're famous, you will get a proportion of people going, hey, that's really funny, you made my morning, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. But you know that delete button is an overdrive for the shit comments because it's... It, it's cringeworthy. It, it's cringeworthy and it's sort of trying to... And I can see some... I've got some um, uh, sympathy with them because... The, they know to keep ahead of the game. They've got to do this because everybody else is doing it, and they're watching the younguns, like your Mark Simmons and your Troy Hawks, absolutely smashing it. Yeah, uh, and they're thinking, well, we've got to do a bit of this because we're going to be consumed by what's behind us. They'll be in front of us soon. And somebody so, is filming these. They are complicit in this. You can sometimes hear them giggling in the background, and oh. it's like to that person, have a word. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, to the untrained eye, this is. It's not. It's not good. Yeah, it's not, is it? But we 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 remarked on one that we saw. We um, somebody that both of us have been trying to book, and then the first thing we thought was like, 
we might better book him soon because he's <laughs> he's clearly on a downward spiral. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll catch him on the way down. This is yeah, th- yeah, this is discounts in the making. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying be be a bit more selective. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> have some quality control. I think is. let let someone look at it before yeah. you send it out. Let your agent have a look. Yeah, before you send it out there. Yeah. This is called parking like a twat in Loddon and Chedgrave. Brackets local bit. Ah, that's lovely. That guy. You've put R two D two and C P three O. Have I got that wrong? Yeah, isn't it C-3PO? Oh, God, I don't know. You're the, the little fella. You're not a Star Wars fan, are you? I am, but I mean... Oh. But anyway, this is a news bit which was uh, shared onto the Lord and I. We could just change this bit to the Lord and I. I don't know if you've seen them, but those little little robotic gizmos on wheels that yeah. delivers your groceries. I've seen these in Milton Keynes. They're amazing looking things. It's a weird thing. I mean, do you remember big tracks? Yeah, I do remember them. Yeah, yeah. You, you program them to sort of go into different rooms of the house. Forward, 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 forward. Left, left, left. Forward, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it. Yeah, yeah that uh, one. Yeah, they, they within seconds of letting it go, it's twatting the wall, and you picking it up and turning it around. Well, no, that's because you've programmed it wrong. <sighs> anyway, yeah, yeah. These yeah. things. Yeah, they, well, they, these things have got eyes and um, uh, satellite navigation and can take stuff right to your house. I don't know how they don't get more stolen. vandalism stolen, you know. Yeah. Cause they've got cameras on, they've got alarms on, they've got trackers on. I guess it's not worth it, but I'm sure people just give them a boot or just, you know, yeah. see you, see what's what. You just drive past it, pick it up and put it in your van and drive off with it. Get some free eggs and bread. Yeah, but having said that, if you do that, then immediately because it's it's been tracked, isn't it? Yeah. So you, you you're just telling everybody wait. I mean, it must they must have thought about it. Well, I've seen one video of one being stuck and it can't move because there's a dustbin slightly in the way. Oh right. And the guy moves the dustbin and it carries on and it says thank you. <laughs> yeah. It carries on down the road and they sort of stack up in little rows to cross the road. I'm not sure it's the future. I, I just know, I think it might be. Honestly, I do think it is. Um, I mean, the reason why we're mentioning this in context of the local bit is that somebody posted uh, an article that the co-op were sort of um, looking to roll these out That's in Manchester, right. and somebody said we could do with these around here. And, and then, then the next question, the next post was. About antisocial behaviour. We've got enough antisocial behaviour. These are going to block well, the pavement. What one of the comments on the post was antisocial behaviour. Yeah, because yeah. the path the path along the high street is only wide enough for, for one person. Yeah. And so people have to walk in the road if they see one of these coming. Oh, it's like, well, you'd have to do that with a person. Embrace the future. Come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And another comment I saw was, well, they need to sort out the service in the court before they start thinking about that. I mean... <laughs> And but, uh, yeah, and so we might not be able to get the future in this town at all no. because of people like that. <laughs> just that well, it's it's the internet, and it? it's that's where the dickheads hang out. But their instant like, thing, like you and I, yeah, the the instant <laughs> knee jerk response to anything new or futuristic or technology. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've only just got a roundabout for traffic to flow. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to be a long time, I think, before we get a 
One day there'll be, station. Es- there'll be an escalator in Loddon at one well, point in the future. Well, I suggested having a flyover that went between the top and the bottom of the high street. Yeah, that's not going to happen, is it? Now, you put Bermuda Triangle Park. I did indeed, yeah. Is, it, is this the same park where the tree went missing? It's, it's the, yes, it's the same. Yeah, it is. Now, there's been other mysterious happenings in this park. So What's me, happened? Well, so here we go. There's a lady posted on the Lord and I. She said, My son's come home from the park and left his green, in brackets, khaki, coloured coat there. Noticed right away and he's been back and it's gone. Not sure of age, 10 to 11 years, or could differ slightly. If anybody spots it, please let me know. Was was that on Monday? I think it was Monday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fast forward to the following day, same lady, another post. Two coats in as many days my son has lost. A coat at the park. This time, a black waterproof trespass coat. If anyone sees it, please let me know. Not a happy mama, I bet. Has his name on the washing instruction. Oh, tab inside. Thanks. Right, so trees, coats, they're all gone missing down the park. Yeah. So, I think yeah. it's the same person. I don't know what's going on. Hmm. I, I don't know what's going on, but I don't know. Um, I think I think the parent has to consider um, teaching her kids about keeping hold of their belongings. Maybe. Two in as many days. Maybe. Is there or, anything? Or do you think something more sinister is happening? Could be, couldn't they? Yeah. Know, that's, that's the fear. I mean, don't want to... Is there a massive tree somewhere, f- like I said, full of coats? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that would well, be nice. I, I don't think it's a thing nowadays, but certainly in my youth, glue sniffing was a thing down the park. Did you ever do that? Was that a thing that, that, that blighted your community when he was a teenager? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it doesn't go on nowadays. Well, they, they might have sold their coats for crack. Could have done. Either way... It's a, uh, it's the park where things go missing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then, sorry, Mrs. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say who you are, but if you're listening to this, uh, let's just say, uh, he, he, he isn't a glue sniffer. Probably nothing to do with county lines at all. Or crack. Yeah. Or crack. So yeah, he's just a bit forgetful. He might be opening his own charity shop. Might be. It's a. It really is like L.A. When I when I worked in a hotel once. Here we go. Speaking of lost clothing, can you I, add, can you add music to this? I worked go? I worked at the Avon Gorge Hotel, and this was in, have you ever been there? No, it's a lovely lovely location anyway. And I was the conference and events manager there, and I had a suit, right. and it was like a stripy one. That was the only suit I had. I used to clean it, but I used to only wear that one suit. And I got given the nickname One Suit. <laughs> because of that one suit but somebody came up to me and told me that and I said to them I, I told a little white lie I said oh no no I bought I bought two of them I've got two right that are exactly the same that were exactly the same it was an offer that sort yeah. of thing right Moss Bros kind yeah, of yeah. yeah buy two for 100 quid or whatever anyway I put my one suit in for dry cleaning and it disappeared so these fuckers had nicked it just to prove that I only had one suit, suit. Ah. and I never saw it again <laughs> and I had to get another suit and I just know they were probably going yeah see I knew it was only one suit oh wankers yeah oh that's cruel so I ended up with no suits <laughs> for, I, for a short time I wonder how many suits you got now how many suits do you actually own um well there's there's two questions here how many suits do I own how many of them fit me it's 
been a long lockdown, hasn't it? Yeah. They, I used, I've got about sort of six suits in total. Yeah. A couple of nice ones, but I've got to lose a bit of timber before they fit me again. Yeah, I've got a wardrobe full of stuff that I've refused to throw out because I've, it'll fit me again. Yeah. yeah Are you know. kidding yourself? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, yes and no. I tend to fluctuate in weight. I always have done. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've got right. some nice suits upstairs. I've got a lovely Vivian Westwood one, but it's just not going to happen. All I've got to do is try and get it over my fat ass now. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't quite work. Oh, well. Yeah. But I'm not going to throw them out. I've got a couple from TK Maxx as well, which were quite nice. I've never bought anything from TK Maxx that would fit me. But anyway, on the bright side, you might get a wasting disease and you can wear them all again. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Imagine that. Yeah. I can get buried in my Vivian Westwood suit. <laughs> opinion whores. Oh, yes. In this section, we identify a piece of opinion whoremongery pervaded by someone else in the entertainment industry. Nice. Now, I put... Do, do you like Doctor Who? I am familiar with Doctor Who, and I liked it as a child, because that's who it's for, and some, children. And some people... Ooh, okay. I remember hiding behind the sofa when Doctor Who was on. Everybody was hid behind the sofa. That's, that's the go-to thing to say about Doctor Who when he was a kid. Yeah, it was scary, though. It was way ahead of its time. Yeah, the Cybermen and Garlics, yeah. Garlics. So that says a lot about your Doctor Who... Um, Interest when you called it garlics. Yeah, no, I'm, it just came out as garlics. I know the Daleks. Okay. Um, anyway, um, but some people are obsessed with it, aren't they? Drilling into the sort of groups about you know their theories about what's going on and all sorts. Anyway, they've announced the BBC have announced a spin-off for that, um, which is called Doomsday, I believe, and it's a spin-off. And they've appointed a comedian called Suze Kempner to be the face and voice and character of Doom. Yes. Doom. You, you, you sent me a clip of this. Um, I, I'm familiar with Suze Kempner for her Twitter output. Not familiar with her comedy. Should be. She's brilliant. Re- Brilliantly talented musician, triple threat, singer, oh, dancer sing? and actor, yeah. triple threat. What, the, the, the phrase triple threat, threat. Yeah. Did he just make that up? No, no, that's what is known in the industry and in, in, in kind of theatre. Oh, you're, you're a triple threat. That means that, you know, it, that's. Have you, fa- brought, have you brought this back from London, Kai? No, no. It, it, is it, this a London phrase? No, it's a, it's a thing. It is a thing. And I think the threat comes in auditions, really. <laughs> when you audition with somebody, if you're a triple threat, that means that you've got all of it, all, all your cards it's, stacked. This is fancy London talk. No, no. It is, Carl. Oh, you wouldn't understand. It's it's yeah. theatre, darling. It's theatre. Um, and um, Suze Kempner has um, got the job of a of career almost for now, and there's going to be a lot of people watching it. But instantly, because it doesn't fit with what people think it should be, she's had a lot of backlash from fans who um, don't agree that she should be the face and voice and character of Doom. Just try to wrap my head around why it's an issue, and maybe the listener is too. Is it that it's somehow been um, viewed, this whole episode, as an over-the-top episode of walkery? Is that what's going on? Possibly. I can't can't get my head around it. I mean, I don't know what people's problems are. I don't know know why people would have a problem with her. 
I mean, uh, it's presented to be like uh, I think I think the trailer for it is presented for what appears to be a younger audience. Let's say that's how it looks to me. People have said it looks a bit shit. Um, essentially people are saying that but i i don't i think you know she's doing a cracking job it's on a it's on a tight budget i'm sure and it's a spin-off it's a it's a i think it's a web-based spin-off is, is the character she playing supposed to be a male no so the character well, or, or people think it probably should be i mean it's doom and the, i'm not familiar with doom well no nor am i but you'd think it would be quite a evil character and she's a bit kind of almost like cbb's Oh, I see, right. That's how it sort of comes across. So it's a bit of a misfire. I'm not sure. So it's not really a wokery thing. No, no, people have got all sorts of different issues with it. But there is a wokery uh, uh, strand to it coming from other other aspects because it's a female and because of the writer and because of certain, yeah, other other angles. People just like it's to bullshit, get their, isn't it? People like to get their bum out over absolutely ev- anything, don't they? But what and, I didn't like was... Ha- have it justify whatever gender they've got. It doesn't sound like anything's gone on there, apart no. from, you know, and people sort of having a bit of a... But she's, she's really up against it. What turned from a really positive um, career move is is actually she's feeling the wrath of, of the fan base because it's not it doesn't fit in with their agenda. Is is she, or is she feeling the wrath of a, a, a few selected but prominent knobheads on Twitter? That as well, but no, there, it is pretty widespread on the on the group chats and things like that. She just needs to ride it out. And well, she it, does, yeah, absolutely, and I think it will it will make her stronger. I mean, she's pretty good at dealing with trolls. Yeah, and she's, she has her fair fair share of them, yeah. you know, and but they're they're real vocal bullies online towards her and she doesn't deserve it she's just doing her thing and she's very good at it i think she's a massively talented individual and and she deserves you know deserves to have a a career break like this i think it'll be a lot of fun for her is is she quite militant no not particularly no she's she's just a fun um she sings she does liza minnelli kind of um impersonation brilliantly funny um yeah and i think um no. Triple threat. But what she does do is she calls out. She's a triple threat. That's right. Well done. You're getting down with it. <laughs> um, but but uh, she does call out trolls, and, and I don't think they like that. And I think yeah. some people troll her, hoping they might get oh, kind yeah. of their moment of attention. Turns into a sport, doesn't it? That's that's part of the whole thing. I mean, the whole of Twitter is a Twitter is a toilet. Uh, that's why, and I think she deals with it in the right way, but it does sometimes stir it up a bit f- more than it needed to be. She she can't ignore a good troll, uh, but yeah, that's that. I think uh, stick at it, Suze. You're going to do a brilliant job, and and f- yeah, fuck them. Yeah. On the opinion horse thing, we've got a little um, a little spin off today, haven't we? Um, our good friend Phil Nickel. Oh yes, yeah. Um, do, you, do you have you ever worked with Phil? Have you ever booked him? Uh, I haven't booked him, um, although I'm sure that day will come. But when I I told you this offline, but for the listener, what, what, many many years ago in a different life, I was a open spot comic, and the first ever gig I did was at a place called the Downstairs at the King's Head, and when I got there, there was this. Uh, uh, there was assorted people there who some of them I still know today, but one of them was the MC, and that was actually Phil Nickel. Oh, and um, yeah, and I thought, Craigie, this bloke's out there. He's uh, he's he's very you know, I'm being new to comedy at the time. I didn't realise how much of a big deal he was. Yeah, uh, and later 
afterwards. I bloody hell, that guy was the guy who emceed, and he and he turned out to be a bit uh, like a uh, a big deal. Fast forward sort of eleven, twelve years later, I'm I'm sort of mates with you in London. Turns out your mates with Phil, and I and I, I met Phil again through you and in contact. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am now. I, I, I was trying to book it. I remember he won the Edinburgh Comedy Award back in 90, 1996. And his career was going off in all sorts of directions. And he was one of a uh, member. Now, I didn't know this until much later. This is the old Perrier Award, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, 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 I call it the Edinburgh because it went, it just yeah. turned into the Fosters. And I think I think a lot of the... A lot of people will know it's the Perrier, though, so it's probably yeah. worth dropping in. Yeah, the Perrier Award. And, you know, he won that, um, got some... Decent work out of it. Um, but he was one of the members of a band called Corky and the Juice Pigs. <laughs> now, you, now, you might not have heard of them, but they were huge in America, really. They were a big, big deal. Um, right. And he's got some great stories about them. And, they, and yeah, you should, if you look them up online, um, yeah, they were, they were working on um, all sorts of projects. Anyway, fast forward to um, when I was promoting and I used to send him emails trying to get him to um, to come and do my gigs. And rarely did I get even a reply. I was probably not, not offering enough money anyway. And then um, we keep going forward. And then during the lockdown, I was working with Tony Law on the streaming, on the Twitch stream. We had a little thing going. And, and Phil and Tony are good friends. And Phil came on board there. So for about a year, we were streaming together. And now we come, and then I managed to book him eventually, probably via that connection as well. Um, anyway, now we're working together on the Cray Cray Cabaret at the Comedy Store, and we're very, very good mates. And I'm, I'm really proud to say that because uh, he's a good egg. And, you know, he was in... Everyone's talking about Jamie and Taboo, you know, the George... He, he's like a quadruple threat. He is. Yes, he is. Yeah. Getting down with it. Yes. <laughs> I don't think there is a quad threat, but yeah. Quadruple. He, he's a sex duplet threat. Oh. With the with emphasis on the word sex. Yeah, I'm sure he'd like that. Yeah, he'd love that. Um, anyway, we've got a little thing attached to our opinion whores. Uh, he's allowed us to play it, and we're going to play you a little song from uh, Phil Nickel. Let's do it. Oh, hey there, it's Phil Nickel here, and I can't believe you're playing my song, You Can't Say That To Me. I wrote that song on the way to the BBC. Um, I was hosting a show called The Comedy Shuffle uh, on BBC Three, and we needed a song. And I was in the car with uh, Ivan Shepard, Matt Blair, and Kirsty Newton, and we put the song together and wrote the song together with the head of the guitar sticking out of the window. And uh, we got to the BBC, put it on autocue, the band played it live, and that was how the song was written. Um, we've since re-recorded it, I think is the version you're listening to now, we recorded in the studio with a horn section. Um, I think it was Steve Pretty is one of the horn players. Um, so enjoy yourselves. You can't say that to me. Well, I was hiding on a tube and this chick is being rude. She got up in my face with a chubby attitude. And as the doors are opening, I got up to leave. I called her a loser. She said, you can't say that to me because I'm a gay black 30-something, one-legged blind German midget pole dancer with a tumor. And I said, oh, sorry. La, 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 yeah. La, 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 la,
shop and this jerk will jump the queue. I tapped him on the shoulder, said, what you think you're doing? He laughed, he sneered for everyone to see. I called him a prick, he said, you can't say that to me, cause I'm a deaf, I Asian teenager, albino, Hindu dance instructor with a lisp. And I said, oh, sorry. La, 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 I'm walking down the road and I'm coming to a crossing. I'm munching and I called out that I was only Dawson. The winner went to cross it and stopped and nearly hit me. I called him a twat. He said, you can't say that to me because I'm a mute. Pardon? That's the trouble with the world today. You gotta be so careful about everything you say. I should keep my mouth shut. It's a safest bet. If I've offended you already, you ain't seen nothing yet. I got home really late and my girlfriend, she was griping. And I was so annoyed I couldn't take any more sniping. She flew into her region, threw a slipper at me. She called me an asshole. I said, you can't say that to me. Cause... There we go. That was Phil Nickel with Brilliant. Can't Say That to Me. Yeah. Have you seen any of his uh, stuff online? Um, he's done loads of shows. One one he did called uh, The Naked Racist, I think it was called. I've not seen that. Um, and, yeah, they, everybody ended up naked on stage. Loads of acts that were up in Edinburgh at the time were just coming on. You can spot them. So it was Simon lot, Munnery and all, <laughs> all up, up there. A lot of nudity. Yeah. Plus, be in mind that I, I, I saw uh, uh, in the night. Most of my anecdotes start in the nineties. They, they do. I, I noticed this. It was a wild time. But in the nineties, I saw Jerry Sadovitz film his television show, and I was scheduled to be part of it. Now that ended. It was called The People versus Jerry Sadovitz. And uh, oh, I've seen some clips yeah, of this online, and, and yeah. I was invited to be on there. Um, essentially, you go on and you make a point and you argue the toss with Jerry Sadovitz. And I went on, and um, I wanted to uh, argue the point that we should breed ourselves half the size than what we currently are doing uh, to save on resources, uh, housing, energy, um, uh, you name it. But if we're half the size, the logic being that we'll only need half the resources, it'd be good for the environment, and you know we have twice as much food. And I went on to argue this. The trouble was... it. We were told to get there at 12 midday, and they started filming about 5 o'clock. The bar was open all this time. And by the time we started filming, I was absolutely pie-eyed, absolutely shit-faced. So I went on, and I basically went along, and I just said, I stated what, I, what, what my argument was. I basically said, I think we should breed ourselves half the size of what we are doing at the moment. 
to save on resources. And I went on to say the Chinese were already onto it. And and he just looked at me blankly and said, is that it? And I I didn't know where to go. So I I, I just looked at him and I went, I've had your mum. And I don't know why I said that or where it came from. I just said, I've had your mum. Wow. um, Famously, he he had on the show uh, a security who was... uh, What's his name? Courtney. Yeah, uh, Dave the, Courtney. Dave Courtney, the, the the East End gangster type. He he's there to throw you off. So he then came towards me to sort of get me off the set. I went off my own accord. I didn't want, and and, and that that was it. But the way the nakedness comes into it, the the lady who won, I think it was a thousand pounds. I was up for a grand there, uh, but the lady who won it. All she did was just undressed. She just she just took off okay. all the clothes. And and she got the biggest round of applause at the end of the night. This naked middle-aged lady, and she got a grand. So you could have, if you'd got your knackers out, could could have, yeah, could have smashed it. Th- thankfully, my bit wasn't aired. I'm so pleased because I made such a bloody see you next Tuesday of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't found. I I had a little search when you mentioned it a few months back or last year, anyway. Um, I, I had a little search. I was looking yeah, for it's you. Not on it's there. not on there, is yeah, it? I don't think it made a call. That, that would be the best thing to yeah. be able to put on our Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Well, it's probably in a bit of tape it, in a cupboard it somewhere. It must be somewhere, absolutely. Yeah. 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 But who knows? Somebody listening to this might actually work in telly and go, oh, let's dust that bit down. I remember that episode. And, and uh, I've had your mum. Yeah. That's, that's shit, isn't it? Well, the next day, I read in a paper like he's very—he's not sentimental about a lot of stuff, but he's got a really good relationship. Or did have, did have at the time? I don't know if his mother's still with us, but like he's really, really sort of passionate about his relationship with his mother. Why did you say that then? That, nice. that, that was the best I could come up with. I wonder if he remembers. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. That was quite a good <laughs> little opinion, horse. That wasn't it? We had a bit of we had a bit of music in that one that fitted yeah. with it. Yeah. Thanks to Phil Nichol for letting us do that. And, yeah, uh, brilliant, Phil. Thank you. Check him out online, um, philnichol.com. Uh, yeah, he's well worth having a, having a gander at. Uh, lovely, lovely man. Hellfire and Damnation. In this section, we outline a scenario where each one of us has been wronged or where we think someone or something should be... Thrown into the pits of hell. Lovely. Wow, with a with a bit of echo. All the all the all the gear. No idea. Is that what they say? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I put. I notice every week. I always put loads of stuff down for this. Mm. More 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 than the others. I think because you're quite a bitter man and you've got a lot of a lot of axes to grind. I'm more gentle spirited. <laughs> I'm not bitter, man. I just like to work. No, I mean through. you like a pint of bitter, and that makes you do, angry yeah. about the I, world. I, no, that doesn't no? at all. Okay, I, I tell you what. It, for me, talking about a pint of bitter, right? I've, I've been thinking this this week. If when you die, and then you're at the gates of heaven, and mm. Saint Peter welcomes you in, I'm very sure the first thing that will happen is somebody hand you a pint of bitter and a packet of pork scratchings. That's what would have happened. That to me is absolute heaven. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the opposite to a uh, pits of hell. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what I'd um, I don't know what I'd like. I'm a man of simple pleasures. Yeah, me too. Yeah. No, I'm not going to say it. I, there was something I was going to say, but it would alienate everybody. I'm not going to say it. What was it? No. Could say it and cut it out afterwards. Well, I'll need to it was to do with getting noshed off. But. 
Well, you've put... <laughs> you've put... Star fucks. What, what's that all about? Oh, I, I haven't really thought this through very much. I just think Starbucks is shit. That's basically... We're not going to get them to bloody sponsor us for a start, are we? Okay. And, and I've noticed, right? When it doesn't, doesn't mean you've got to spoil it by putting star fucks. That's how I felt at the time. They are shit. Sorry, Star yeah. fucks. I mean, Starbucks. But, like, when you go in Costa, they're like a well-old machine. Mm. They very quickly make you a drink and take your money off you. You go in mm. Starbucks, right? They're, they're every single one, without a doubt, they're all over the place. They're disorganised and they're more expensive. Okay. And actually, their coffee is, is, a, is a bit shitter as well. Well, they do. Like eight quid it cost me for bloody coffee and... Um, a oh, muffin? Muffin, yeah. Yeah, I've been eating the muffins again. Costa do that nice sort of um, toast, don't they? The the bread, yeah. the like sweet toast. That's what, that's what bread. That's what toast is. Loaf. So it's bread, bread toast. No, it's oh, it got works. raisins in it. Oh yeah, right, yeah. Tea yeah, cake, man. bread. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, and Star Starbucks do a matcha drink, green tea one. That's nice. It's a little. Uh, actually, the, the, the tea in Starbucks is actually quite nice. Okay, can you? Yeah. Are you going to take it back? Because you absolutely slated them a second ago. Oh, it is. I, I went in there the other day, and like they, when they charged me eight quid, and they, they, they weren't even. They did that thing. There's about four of them talking to each other, and I'm stood there, felt awkward because like they're not engaging with the customer when you walk in. I ordered a muffin and some toast. Sorry, a muffin and uh, and, and a coffee. And when it, when when they finished it, they put it over at the other end. Rather than handing it at me, they sort of grunted and nodded towards where where it was. No, you've got to, to go have and... a system. You've got to have a system. And, and, but, but but they weren't doing anything. They were sort of talking to each other. That's the system, though. Whilst one guy was sort of um, doing all the work. Well, you could argue then if you go to a drive-through McDonald's and you just wait at the first window and wait for them to bring. I'm here. There's well, no they one behind me. Well, they need to communicate me. with me. They're not just grunt and nod towards it. You know. Anyway. Like, yeah. don't, don't you know how a Starbucks works? You order it. Yeah, pretty shoddily. You order it next to all the expensive chocolate wafers. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And then you... They, they ask then, you your name. Then, then you go away from there so yeah. that somebody else can come there. And you go and wait towards the other end where at the end of the conveyor belt of humans, you get your drink. It's, they, it's they, not like a vending machine. They nod and grunt and go, it's over there. But that's that's an education thing. No, well, it's it's shoddy. They, they could at least say, "Oh, we we'll put it down the end for you." But that, you, I, you know, I, that's where. It's and and, be, and I said, I've all, I said, I mean, sausage bap, and she said, "That's at the end as well." Yeah, I can't be stupid. Well, you are because that's where. <laughs> no. Yeah, because that's where you get the stuff from. If you've ever Sorry. you've been to enough Starbucks to know that you buy it from the. It was pers- literally just me in there. You got the money person. It- Sorry, you got the money person. They pass the order on to the. Because yeah, but there would the drinks normally machine, they say they specify they say to you, look, your drink will be down the end in a minute, sir. But you don't need to be told that, you know. It's like I do need to be told that. It's first thing in the morning. I, I'm, I've ordered ordered something. Yeah, I want instructions. Even though you've been there before and you know that's how it works, I haven't really thought it through. Okay, but well, now now you've had Just a, a bit op- of a conversation. They were having their own conversation between themselves while I was stood there like a bloody lemon. But that's a different matter. I think no, it's not. It all it all fuses uh, into the same experience. Um, anyway, star fucks. No, fuck them. No, I think yeah. I mean, you're the sort of person that needs to be told to drive to the next window, aren't you? At the 
McDonald's drive-through, for example. Well, sometimes it changes up. Go on. Sometimes sometimes they say, drive to the second window. Okay, they might. That's a bit more cryptic, because you've got to count then. Yeah, yeah, But that bugs you. Yeah, and I've I've been to them before. Uh, There's there's a uh, Burger King drive-through in Ipswich... Where you do all the transactions at the same window. So if if you if they say drive to the second window, do you drive past the next window and go to? So you go one two. And sometimes they make you wait in a waiting bay. Well, yeah, but that's if they're running late. But if, it's not. Yeah, it changes up. Listen, you're you, in a big world of wrong. You know as well as I do that Starbucks coffee machines are at the other end. They're not by the tills. Go up there. It'll be hotter when you get it. It wasn't a coffee machine, it was a person. It was a, one of those coffee maker people, what do they call them? Bastard barristers. Yeah, he was a bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let, let's, um, I don't think this is resolved. Um, I, don't, I think you're being a bit harsh. And um, I think you're being a bit I think pedantic. we should move on to Gwyneth Paltrow's fanny candles. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the first thing you think of? When you hear the name Gwyneth Paltrow. Fanny candles. Exactly. That's it, isn't it? Fanny <laughs> candles. It's not just me, is it? It's not just you. So she was in the news this week. She's been in court because somebody's suing her because she skied into somebody and gave them brain damage. Oh, bloody hell, Gwyneth. S- sounds a bit harsh, doesn't it? Uh, but something a bit dodgy about it. I mean, like, the, the guy apparently got up straight off and said something along the lines of, uh, I'm famous. I don't know why he said that, because she was famous. It's probably because he had brain damage. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, it all went a bit tits up on the slope, and Gwyneth Paltrow's in court. Um, and, well, and it made, made me think about Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, and, and I thought, yeah, boo, Gwyneth Paltrow. She's never presented in a, in a positive light, as you just said, fanny candles. For the, for the listener who doesn't know, she famously released a candle that gave off a scent of her... Uh, lady part, um, which you know, w- without putting, t- you know, without casting too much judgment, that's obviously fucking mental, right? I'd like to know how she got the scent on the candle. Here's the point I'm trying to get across. First of all, wanted to throw her into the pits of hell. Immediately thought of Fanny Candles. Oh. Immediately thought of uh, um, uh, Chris Martin being a bit lame. I also thought of a uh, um, uh, what's the other thing she's always but oh yeah, when they split up. She came out with the phrase of, rather than saying we split up, uh, we're having a conscious uncoupling. Oh, yes. Which is a really fucking weird way to say that they're splitting up. Yeah. So that that wound me up. Yeah. So I had a quick look on uh, um, Wikipedia to see what other things would wind me up about her. And I thought, actually... I probably need to wind my neck back in. She's a remarkably high achiever. She's done way more with her life than I could ever dream of. Uh, so are, we, are, we, are we plucking her out of the pits of hell, are we? Nah, fuck her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and her wanky candles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we're almost now winding this one down, aren't we? We certainly are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been going for a, a, a while, and... Uh, have you got any gigs to plug? Uh, 28th of April, Paul Sinner headlines both Southwold Art Centre and Gorston's Ocean Room. Very good. Yes, that's the next one for me. Um, yeah. Well, I've got April the 6th and 7th, which will probably be redundant by the time many people listen to this, but April the 6th and 7th, Glenwall in Beckles and in Chedgrave. 
Why will it be redundant? Well, because it will be after the 6th and 7th of April. We forget that, don't we? People listen to this way after the event. Ah. That's 2023, by the way, for those listening in the future. Yeah, hello have, to the future listeners. Have you considered that? Yeah, I have, yeah. That it, we, we, yeah. If, if ever this turned out to be like a household name podcast, people are going to go back and listen to all this early stuff. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. So if you are going to go back and listen to some of the early ones, any gigs that you hear about, they've already gone, I'm afraid. Yeah. Keep up. Yeah, exactly. Um, and May, sometime in May, the 4th, 5th and 6th of May, I've got Mick Ferry on the 4th and 5th of May. Brilliant. That's going to be good. Yeah, And yeah. Pat Monaghan. Oh, fantastic. On the uh, same bill? On the same bill on the Thursday. That is. Um, that still, is a line-up and half. And on I, the 6th of May, I've got El Boldino and Jenny Hart over in Wingfield. Brilliant. There's some good lineups. Yeah, there. yeah. No, I love all of those acts, genuinely. Yeah. So I, that, I, and I know them all, and I think they're brilliant. That's going to be a fun week. Yeah, yeah, Mick's yeah. Mick's coming down for a bit of a holiday in the broads. He likes to do that. He's, Apparently he's, this is, uh, yeah, a, a little bit of a thing he likes doing. So Yeah, yeah. Mick Ferry is a fantastic act. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, so 4th, 5th and 6th of May. That's yeah, nice. Brilliant. Oh, I've just remembered something, actually. Um, we've got Mark Steele on the 4th of April at... The Comedy Store for Cray Cray, also featuring Desiree Birch, who's a big name, and Josh Pugh, who's also a very good name. Yeah, absolutely. um, Among others. Yeah. So uh, please get yourself down there if you've got got a chance. That's Tuesday, the 4th of April. Take your microphone with you. I have made a 12th. Reginald D. Hunter is headlining... Uh, a lineup at Seckford Theatre in Woodbridge and also Southwold Arts Centre. Exclusive to uh, Promoter Mouths comedy listeners and one or two other people have told, um, there's a discount code. Mates. Mates, M-A-T-E-S, right? All in capitals. I Get 20% that. off. So fill your boots. And then the following month, Arf Smith, 3rd just, of June. Yeah, yeah go on. That's what? I'm waiting. You're about to press the button. I am when you finish. Speaking. Oh, yeah. And, and I I'm, also not, w- I'm not that rude, Pablo. Yeah. I do yeah. wait. Puts me on edge when you do that. Though. No, I'm not that rude. Go on, carry on. Um, yeah. Oh, fuck it out. I had a message from John Mann oh. regarding the Asda's debacle. Yeah, I don't think you should take any notes of John. Yeah, honest. and um, he was in full agreement that it's Asda. Doesn't know what he's on about. Well, okay. I'll leave that one for you to work out with Grandpa John because I think he's a wise man who knows exactly what he's talking about at all I the time. used to think that. But then he did also write, no, it's Tesco, Asda and Sainsbury's. <laughs> he, made, he got it wrong himself. I corrected him. For the first time listener, they won't know what we're on about. Uh, well, for the first time listener, you've got it all to look forward to. If you want to know what we're on about, go and listen to last month's and all the other ones. Yeah. Do you think it's Asda or Asda's, listener? Well, we've been through this. It's Asda. Let's wind it down now. Asda's. What a great way to end a fantastic podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Just yeah, just wind, just bring the energy right down. Yeah, just let it peter out. <laughs> yeah. Should we do that? That's, that's, and peter if you are a first-time listener, that's what we do, and I think you'll agree. We do it really well. We, we end the podcast a little bit like, just, you know, if you've just been having nookie with your missus on a Saturday morning, it's the bit at the end is the uh, the, the five-minute bit of reflection before you get up and make some breakfast. Wow. 
I could only dream of that sort of thing. I, I, I did this morning. I did the wake up and make the breakfast bit. That's all. For the listener, we didn't wake up together. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> we're starting to sound like Ernie and Bert. <laughs> Excellent. Let's wind this one down. Thank you for listening once again to episode number 14. Please do uh, like and follow. Follow us on our Facebook page. And also, if you're feeling a bit flush um, and want to support us so we can keep doing this, not that it would make a massive difference, we're going to do it anyway, but um, you can support us on our Patreon, uh, which is linked on Facebook and on other places as well. It would make a massive difference, actually. What if... At least they supported us. It would make a massive difference. Don't tell them it won't make a massive difference. It will. Okay, if you psychologically, yeah, as a, as a, you can't give us a round of applause. We take... can't hear you. But what we can hear is the sound of money going into a Patreon account. Oh yeah, let me take that back. That, um, that's like that's like laughter and applause to us. If you're feeling recognition, if you're feeling a bit validation, flush, please do um, consider, consider supporting us on our Patreon because um, if you don't, we're going to have to stop. Be like Stephen Sai. Yeah, be like Stephen Sy and... See, that's what Stephen Sy get for being such loyal loyal friends to the podcast. And not losers. No. Like you non-Patreons. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, on that note, we're going to leave you with this. And uh, thank you ever so much for listening. And thank you, Pablo. Thanks, Guy. Thanks, listeners. Bye-bye. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths.